Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 1, The Ghost. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. Uh, Me and Tyler's anniversary just passed as of recording. (laughs) And my birthday is coming up the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah! Valentine's Day. (laughs) So, my poor boyfriend, he's got, like, the triple whammy. Like, our anniversary is on January 28th, and then my birthday is on the 13th, and then Valentine's Day is the 14th. Boom, boom, boom. Get it all done. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what was so funny? A few weeks ago, he was like, okay, so I know your birthday is on the 13th, but what day is Valentine's Day again? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, babe, Valentine's is the same day every year. It never changes. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. How was your week? (laughs) Mine was good. Um, David just got a new job, so we're very excited about that. He's been kind of holding out. uh, He turned down a couple of, like, pretty good offers for this one that's, like, kind of everything that he was looking for. So, yeah, we're excited about it. Nice. Yeah. And that's all. That's all. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to get started? I think so. I'm excited about this one. This one had, like, an, a lot of good fun facts. Yay! I can't wait. So, this episode was written by showrunners Jed Whedon and Marissa Tancherowen, nice. and directed by Billy Gearhart. Billy! The episode begins the season's first pod of eight episodes, subtitled Ghost Rider, no way, which Tina talked about in our interview. You didn't, you didn't know it at the time, but we talked about season four being split into parts. Okay, okay. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's in like three or four parts. I can't quite remember. I think uh, three. Tina. <laughs> Tina. I miss her. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, I see our TikToks all the time. Hi, Tina, if you're listening. Hey, Tina. (laughs) So, The Ghost originally aired on ABC on September 20th, 2016, at the later time of 10 p.m., which allowed it to be darker and more mature than previous seasons. And they came in hot with this one. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) truly. They were like, oh, 10 o'clock? Guess what? Ass. (laughs) 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 um so we really only meet a couple of or we meet like several new characters but like not most of them didn't have names i guess um there was a lot of confusion yeah (laughs) just like a lot of new faces that i didn't know who they were and so i they just immediately left my brain um but the ones that didn't leave my brain uh robbie Who's a real hothead? <laughs> I don't know if Piper counts because we've seen her before technically, but um, we'll count it. Yeah, it's her first time she's been named. Yeah, yeah. I liked her at first, and then and then I was a little suspicious, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, and then Nathanson, who sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. All right. As I said, immediately opening with Chloe's ass. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. The opening scene received criticism for sexualizing Bennett. 
which... I can see that. <laughs> I, yeah, I can see it. My initial thought was, I hope that that was something that Chloe didn't feel pressured into agreeing to. Yeah, right. I, w- I would hope not. I would hope that this show would treat its actors better than that. But yeah. Yeah. How, okay, how was that watching with, with your dad, though? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Blocked it out. <laughs> it was such a flash. I, I don't know if, if we even registered it. Yeah. I can see that, especially, like, watching it live for the first time. I feel like it slapped me in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On how much more mature the episode is from previous episodes, given the later airtime... Whedon explained that ABC haven't really ever given us a note on violence. We've cut people into pieces and hacked them up and shot people point blank in the head. Never got any notes on that. So pushing the envelope for us will be in in the sexual nature. This is evidenced by the episode's opening, a sexy look at the character Quake getting dressed. Why, 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 why are we using her superhero name? That, yeah, that's Daisy. The character Daisy getting dressed. (laughs) We know who she is. (laughs) (laughs) Executive producer Jeff Loeb added, What it does is give us the chance to tell different stories. The idea is some of the material might be more mature. There may be more grit. What we're doing might be darker. It certainly made a lot more sense when we wanted to introduce a character like Ghost Rider into this world. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I appreciated it. I did feel like it was, like, not necessary like it didn't yeah it was just because like she's not any she's not like really wearing anything crazy or like revealing throughout the rest of the episode yeah Um, so it just kind of was like we're doing this because we can (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know (laughs) they just want to prepare us i guess I'm not complaining. It was a very nice ass. It's certainly, certainly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway. And then also drugs. (laughs) I mean, you know. Drugs. Drugs. There were drugs. Um, and then some gross dude in a truck driving terribly decides uh, that they are going to shoot anything that moves, which then apparently means, like, an empty store window. Um, (laughs) That made me laugh a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So Daisy stops the guy that's shooting the empty store window, and then he begs her to help him before, quote, he's going to kill us all. And then there's another, like, threateningly nice car coming towards them, uh, that they decide to shoot with a bazooka because that's <laughs> that's what we have, I guess. <laughs> and then the car blows up but keeps driving towards them while literally on fire. So Such a cool effect. <laughs> it was incredible. The episode's cold open was filmed at Mariachi Plaza over four nights and introduces Ghost Rider in a recreation of Robbie Reyes's comic introduction. His car, a 1969 Dodge Charger, is hit by a rocket, flips in the air, and lands with its Ghost Rider flames on, driving towards some gang members. 
A CG double of the car was used for several shots in this sequence, while stunt driver Eric Norris drove the physical stunt car, and a third version was used for, quote, beauty shots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the beauty shots. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get those beauty shots in. You gotta get them in. Um, so then the Ghost Rider gets out of gets out and then drags the driver of the other car into his flaming car and Daisy just sees his flaming head as he drives away. So it, that was quite an opening. <laughs> quite. The series employed 16 Houdini artists to work on the Ghost Rider effects, up from the usual two or three used on the se- series to that point previously. Do we know what a Houdini artist is? Like the special effects people. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they, they like I think that's like the, the company that they, what's the word? N- not sublet. <laughs> <laughs> Outsource? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I've, okay. We've talked, we've mentioned them before. I'm, I'm. It's coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, Houdini FX. So then we catch up with Coulson and Mac, who are discussing what they've been doing lately, which is apparently just traveling across continents for the past six weeks straight um, and getting bored <laughs> and getting their time zones all mixed up and searching for something or someone. I just thought it was so funny that they made a weed joke. What was it? It was, um, so the thing that they're searching for, I think their assignment is to go and, like, collect and, um, document powered people. And so they got a report that, like, oh, there's a powered person doing something, come quick. Uh, and it was a prank phone call, and Mac was like, I knew it was fake when I saw the bong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> These writers were like, 10 o'clock, ass, drugs, weed, everything. <laughs> I don't know why I counted weed as separate from drugs, but... <laughs> it's like kind of separate, I guess. Yeah. It's on a different level, yeah. at least. You know, I would like to think so. <laughs> Um, so Max still calls Coulson sir accidentally. Coulson tells him that he's got to stop doing that because he's not the boss anymore, which is super weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was very confused. (laughs) Suddenly some other agent comes in and tells them that they have to make a surprise stop at HQ and then gives them no more information (laughs) because (laughs) it's classified. Uh, this apparently means a lot of work for the crew, but Mac is looking forward to seeing Fitz and Simmons, obviously. Yeah. Coulson says, and May, which, thank you, (laughs) but Mac says that maybe Coulson's a little more excited about seeing her than he is, which is rude. (laughs) Mac. Truly. Speaking of May, she is teaching a class back at HQ on how to kick some ass, (laughs) and only one student seems to be vibing with her. And I've been seeing this actress everywhere lately. 
she <laughs> was on Good Trouble and This Is Us and then something else that I couldn't remember, which I realized was this show. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the class is interrupted by the Zephyr arriving, and so May passes off, passes it over to Piper. Another appearance of Agent Piper, and this is, I believe, her first named appearance. Yeah. Upgrade. She got a promotion. Hell yeah. She got a name. <laughs> um, so Coulson learns that May was the one who called for them to come back to HQ because of an odd scene in L.A., May tells them about the surviving victim from the Ghost Rider opening scene and how, under anesthesia, he mentioned seeing the girl from the news, Quake. May tells Coulson and Mac that, quote, the director has apparently forbidden them from tracking Daisy themselves because he says that she has slipped through their fingers too many times. But May is giving them this info before she reports it to the military, who obviously will want to kill Daisy. So that Mac and Coulson can get to her first, obviously. I This is where I wrote, I remember being so confused about this new hierarchy with no explanation, and I imagine <laughs> Caroline is going to be having a meltdown. Yeah, I was, I was scrambling. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh my god. Um, so then speaking of Daisy... She goes to meet with the guy that she beat up while he's in the hospital. And the cops are literally chasing her, like, just mere feet behind her. And she easily holds the door closed so that they can talk. Which was so funny for no reason. (laughs) Um, He asks if the writer got his friends, and she tells him yes, except for one. And she'll need some information from him if she's going to save his remaining friend. But he says that once the writer burns you, he burns your soul and you never recover. And as he's saying this, he gets up out of his hospital bed. Terrible idea. Um, (laughs) And then the wound on his bandaged chest starts bleeding him out until he falls to the floor dead. This is why you don't get up out of your hospital bed. (laughs) (laughs) So Daisy then blasts a hole in the wall and hops out as the cops keep telling her to stop as though that does literally anything. <laughs> this looks terrible for Daisy. Like Truly. <laughs> Except that they were literally watching through the window. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Because I, I was like, oh, I, yeah, this would look really bad if they, if they only saw her hopping out the hole in the wall and then him dead on the floor. But they were literally, like, in the window the whole time. Like, stop! What are you doing? <laughs> And watching her literally. And then just later on they're they're still like it it they still say that like there's a murder with a with yeah. an Asian female suspect. A cab. A cab. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> um and then oh my god, literally the most beautiful shot of Simmons I've ever seen. She looked <laughs> gorgeous. Like slapped me in the face with this frame I accidentally paused on it and she literally was like glowing I was like (laughs) holy shit (laughs) Elizabeth is so pretty she is beautiful um so Simmons is trying out the latest in VR tech made by our favorite Fitz 
Um, and Radcliffe, uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they were able to perfectly recreate the lab, and according to Fitz, they get feedback from the wearer's brain's reaction to make it even more realistic. And they say that this is for May's team to complete their training without May constantly breaking everyone's ribs. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that it'll be used for something else pretty soon. <laughs> there is a commotion as some guy named Nathanson, fuck him, <laughs> is trying to refuse lab access to Coulson and Mac. And Simmons tells them to fuck off because they have more right to be here than you do, Nathanson. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Simmons says that she received a promotion and a new title, the special advisor to the director in science and technology, or as Fitz points out, sadist. <laughs> um, very excited for her promotion. Congratulations to Simmons. Yeah. And also very excited for how excited Fitz is for her. I mean, like, I know that he also wanted to point out the sadist thing, but, like, <laughs> we love a man being excited for his partner's success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Simmons, uh, Fitzsimmons explains that being in the new director's inner circle means that they also have to take state-of-the-art lie detector tests, like, pretty regularly. Um, and it's part of the new widespread infiltration monitoring program. Or wimp. <laughs> because the new director is paranoid about the last time the S.H.I.E.L.D. was government run. Hydra, for anybody who forgot. I don't think anybody ever could, but <laughs> just in case. So Fitz invites them, or tries to invite them, to uh, Radcliffe's to watch something. <laughs> I literally... Um, anyway... Uh, he says they're football teams, and Mac begs to differ. <laughs> the audacity of us Americans to even joke about those not being football teams when we're the only ones who call what we do football. Right, yeah. <laughs> we're the only and... ones. <laughs> yeah. It, it Honestly, it was funny for just for Fitz to, like, name all these random fucking names because that is so... That's... <laughs> just the UK in general <laughs> um, but like that in itself was funny and then Mac being like I don't think those are football teams like bro <laughs> imagine somebody being like the Kansas City Chiefs what are you talking about <laughs> wait okay to soccer okay this is gonna <laughs> this is so stupid um, do like international football teams have mascots? I don't know. Because I feel like, I feel like usually when I hear people talking about like the World Cup or something, they just state the, um, the like location of the team. And here, our football we usually refer to the teams as their mascot. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to Google it, and the only thing that came up was, like, American football team mascots. <laughs> so. For our international listeners, if anybody, like, pays attention to, to football, um, please tell me 
because I'm actually genuinely curious. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I've never thought about it before, but I don't I don't know of any mascots for international teams. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, Fitz tries to invite them to watch the game and Colson tells them uh, that unfortunately they only stop by to say hi and pick up their new toys because they have a classified mission that they have to get to right away. Everything's classified now. Fitz gives Mac his exploding pen that he asked for. <laughs> for some reason. Um, <laughs> for some reason. And Colson gets a new hand. That hand looks so weird. It was like... It was like an uncanny valley hand. <laughs> the fingers were bent at, like, weird angles. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, bent back at the ends in, like, a weird way. I don't know. Um, but I do love that he high-fived himself with it. Yes. <laughs> um, so everyone obviously has to stop themselves from calling Coulson director and sir. And that makes me very sad. And then after they leave, Simmons can't watch the game with Fitz either. So sad. So sad. And then Daisy, I don't really know what she was doing at this point, but she left a huge tip for housekeeping. So that's all I need to know. Props. (laughs) How could anybody not like her? Look (laughs) at her. That was like thousands of dollars. (laughs) Um... Oh, the guy, there's a guy getting the shit beat out of him by, uh, by our faceless so far villain, but he's Aryan Brotherhood, so hit him again! (laughs) (laughs) Mac and Coulson pick up Yo-Yo on their way to Daisy. We love it. Mm -hmm. When Yo-Yo Rodriguez walks onto Zephyr One for her check-in, she greets Agent Davis by asking how his wife is doing. He answers getting bigger every day to which she scolds him and he changes to getting more beautiful every day thank you maximilian osinski who plays davis is married to dykin lockman who played Jaying in season two and was pregnant at the time no way yeah oh, that's so cool good for yo-yo call these men out <laughs> mac greets her and says that he has to ask her some questions i assume to make sure that she's not brainwashed or whatever and then the way that she says, I'm all yours. <laughs> Someone get them a room, please. <laughs> and then, oh my God. <laughs> and then she goes, you don't have to use a satellite to get to know me better. Just ask me to dinner again. Again? <laughs> and Colson interrupting their flirting with absolutely no shame. Uh... <laughs> Can you go away? Did she just grope Mac? 100% she did. (laughs) 10 o'clock time slot, y'all. Yep. (laughs) They were like, we're making everybody sexier. (laughs) So Fitz makes it over to Radcliffe's for the game. And Radcliffe is like weirdly disappointed that Simmons isn't there. I was feeling some things about that. (laughs) John Hanna returns as Holden Radcliffe, promoted to series regular from his third season recurring role. Everybody's getting promotions. Yeah. And then, (laughs) okay, (laughs) 
A coming out and Fitz being absolutely mortified was truly the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> Him going, what the hell? <laughs> he was absolutely beside himself because she walks into the room fully naked and just goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I think that was my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you can hear my dogs. It's all good. In August, Mallory Jansen was cast as the android Ada, whose artificial intelligence was briefly voiced by Amanda Rhea during the third season finale. Interesting. Mallory Jansen is also very sweet. She is one of the people who, from the show, who, who tweeted me about my video. Oh, cool. Oh. And I just remember being like, oh my god, even Ada. <laughs> <laughs> Ada? <laughs> no way. That's interesting that it was literally a different person's voice before. Because Radcliffe being like, you... You've heard her before. You just are seeing her now for the first time. Like, okay, actually, we haven't heard her before. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> so Radcliffe is trying to, like, explain himself. And he's like, I'm not a creep. Don't worry. This isn't, a like, a perverted thing. I just have been dreaming my whole life of being able to build a robot that can pass for human. But why, though? <laughs> like, that is the creepy part. Why have you always wanted to do that? What is the reason? <laughs> Fitz is absolutely beside himself because Radcliffe is legally not allowed to be experimenting like this without oversight. Um, and Fitz is adamant about reporting this right away. But then Radcliffe offers to at least show him how it works. <laughs> I mean... And how can a man of science resist? How could he resist? Um, so then Daisy and Yo-Yo meet very covertly on a bus and never look each other in the face. Love Daisy's new look. Oh, yes. She honestly can truly pull off everything. Anything and everything. Yeah. Elena lets Daisy know that S.H.I.E.L.D. is in town looking for her. And Daisy lets Elena know that she thinks she stumbled upon a serial killer. Elena also has smuggled some accelerated bone healing pills from S.H.I.E.L.D. specifically for Daisy because apparently she's been using her powers too much. And they apparently have little meetings like this a lot because Elena already knows the drill to like wait two stops after Daisy to get off the bus. So very interesting look into their lives for the past few weeks. Yeah. So discussing Quake's mindset when the episode picks up, actress Chloe Bennett said, She's not doing well. She's had a rough couple of years. She's taking some time, and I think it's kind of her way of protecting the people that she cares about. Everyone she's gotten close to, something bad has happened to them. It's her weird, selfish way of protecting them. Thus, the character's assertion in the episode to Ghost Rider that she deserves to die. Yeah. I have notes about that later, so we can talk about that more. For sure. Poor Daisy. Yeah. Um, so Simmons brings May a new training toy, and apparently they have to sign for these things now. <laughs> Interesting. 
and May is annoyed that Simmons has higher clearance than May now. Simmons asks if May knows anything about a report that's come in about um, a death uh, or a murder with an Asian female suspect. Simmons thinks it might be Daisy, and May very passive-aggressively suggests that Simmons speak to the director about that since, quote, you're one of the few people allowed or willing to do that. Oof. Whoa. Some animosity there, I'm sensing. Yeah. That was very uncomfortable. <laughs> so Daisy then comes across a street artist spray painting a mural about the Ghost Rider. And at this point, I was like, is this his actual name? Because I was calling him Ghost Rider just to reference the Nick Cage movie. But now they're referencing it, too. And I'm like, I, is, this is Marvel? <laughs> I didn't know that was a Marvel movie. <laughs> Season four introduces the Robbie Reyes version of the Ghost Rider, who drives a Dodge Charger instead of a motorcycle. <laughs> I had no idea that that was a Marvel character, truly. Yep. Um, the artist says that nobody sees the guy's face and lives. But Daisy realizes that people have seen his car because his car is in the mural. Um, and like Yo-Yo said, everyone gets attached to something. So then Mac and Coulson uh, find a Penske truck full of massacred bodies. Like, oh my god, blood everywhere. Um, Disgusting. And <laughs> yes. And they end up finding a symbol on one of their shirts or a logo. And then the truck driver, Mac and Colson walked right past Nick Cage. I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Daisy is asking uh, a bunch of like pimped out car bros about uh, pimped out car bros. <laughs> <laughs> the bros are not pimped out. The cars are. Yes. I... <laughs> feel like I'm not I should not have said that <laughs> anyway uh, so she's asking all of these people about the ghostwriter's car and she's very smooth about it and so she gets a tip about a uh, junk movie parts car yard a junkyard with movie car parts <laughs> <laughs> Simmons has figured out what's happening and is furious with May Simmons corners her in the, uh, like a, the fishbowl area. Uh, so everybody can watch, but they can't listen. <laughs> and they finally speak more frankly with each other about the situation they're in. May has been resenting Simmons, thinking that she's power grabbing and trusting this new director and enjoying their team being broken up. But Simmons explains that she knew when the government took S.H.I.E.L.D. back over that their team would get separated and kept in the dark on everything. So she's been trying to gain the director's trust and gain as much power as possible to keep whatever modicum of control she can. May realizes that she was wrong about Simmons. I don't know why she would ever assume otherwise. Truly. <laughs> um, Simmons has always shown up for this team. Like... But Simmons is now sending May and her team to L.A. to eh, stop Coulson, <laughs> help Coulson. Uh, 
Yeah, whatever. While Simmons stays back to try and clean up the mess here at HQ. Is your fan on? Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. Hold on. <laughs> 35 minutes in. <laughs> what? I was like 35 minutes in and I finally noticed it. <laughs> it's okay. I, Whatever. I mean, I don't think it'll pick up that much. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. So, Coulson and Mac have found the building owned by the company that uses the logo that was on the dead guy's shirts. Um, and so they start setting up, like, x-ray vision things around the perimeter of the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, obviously they have that. It's just so easy. <laughs> Radcliffe finally turns Ada back on and lets her tell Fitz herself why she was created. She explains that she is incapable of killing, so she she couldn't be a weapon even if somebody wanted her to. Instead, she is intended to be used for protection or as a decoy. She would be a shield that protects real people. This is so freaky. <laughs> Ada the android slash robot is the first TV appearance of a longtime comic shield idea, the LMD or life model decoy. They've been used numerous times in the comics to explain things such as Nick Fury's apparent death. The first reference to life model decoys in the MCU was in The Avengers when Tony Stark attempted to avoid a video call from Agent Coulson, claiming to be the LMD for Tony Stark and reciting Stark's consultation hours. It didn't work. It's like very <laughs> weird. I, as someone who is very much not a fan of AI. Uh, it's, it's freaky. They made a comment about AI. They were like, this isn't AI. AI has been banned. And I'm like, damn, I wish that would happen in the real world. Uh, please. Somebody please ban AI. It's such a, like, I understand that in some ways it can be very useful, especially for disabled people. But, oh my god, can they make robots that do, like, all the hard jobs that nobody wants to do or, like, yeah. the dangerous things and stop trying to take art and, like, <laughs> stop stop being gross about it? I accidentally <laughs> shared some AI art on Facebook because I didn't clock it. Yeah. It's, like, it is so freaky. It's so weird how how like good it is like yeah. how realistic it can be i saw one um, that was like just a bunch of people in a subway shop and like just it looked real it's so it's so <laughs> weird and it like ugh, ugh. i i feel like i could i could just talk about it forever because it i hate it i hate it so much um it is so like deeply frightening to me <laughs> yeah um so yeah we can we'll move on but i just wanted to put that out there that i am not a fan <laughs> of AI. anyway so fitz gets overwhelmed obviously and asks radcliffe to turn her back off and then he says uh, uh he pauses for a long moment <laughs> and then says that they can't let Simmons know 
at least until Ada is perfect. So Fitz is going to help. Because of course he's going to. <laughs> it's science. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's going to be lying to Simmons in order to protect her. And like, haven't we learned this lesson a million times? <laughs> Concerning the character Fitz keeping the android Ada a secret from his girlfriend Simmons. His the girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Actor Ian DeCastaker said, They're trying to maintain a healthy relationship while being secret undercover spies that have secret assignments. It's with the best intentions, keeping stuff from her, I suppose. It's going to get interesting. Lying is a strong word. I'm just keeping stuff from her. <laughs> Ian! <laughs> That is lying. <laughs> <laughs> lying by omission. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll just fly right past that. Um, so Mac and Colson are watching on the surveillance cameras that they hacked into as, uh, I guess a mob or crime boss arrives at the warehouse and reveals that they have a weapon powerful enough to defeat inhumans. This must be the weapon that Daisy has been after. But then she gets caught up in the fucking Ghost Rider and now she's missing it. <laughs> Colson and Mac decide not to intervene just yet and see if anyone else, like a certain superhero, shows up. <laughs> Daisy meets the ghostwriter as his alter ego, Robbie, at the junkyard and asks about a certain 69 Charger. Robbie t- <laughs> This is so... <laughs> <laughs> For him to be like, oh, I'll just show you the books, when he literally just closed the garage on it. <laughs> um... I didn't think about that till just now, but <laughs> he starts to tell her to come back another day and then changes his mind and offers to show her the book of sales in the office trailer. Uh-oh. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> so Gabriel Luna, who plays Robbie, actually was the first person in the cast to reply to my video about dad, if I remember correctly. Aw, um, we love Gabriel. Yes, he's, he's very, what very sweet. sweet. And he, I remember he called my dad Papa Keith. Oh, <laughs> Papa Keith. <laughs> That's so cool. So thank you, Gabriel. Thanks, Gabriel. You started this podcast. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so back over at the warehouse, the crime boss opens the box and then a glowing dust comes out. And I thought that it was Hive's juice again, and I was grossed out by it. Mm -hmm. But this is a new one, a new juice. Uh, a ghostly face appears to the boss, and then he starts hallucinating and attacking everyone around him. And then all the cameras go out, so Colson and Matt can no longer watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stressful. Daisy and Robbie are making conversation when suddenly Robbie gets a little creepy about it and then tries to attack Daisy. But luckily, she is too fast for him and quakes him into a car. Robbie says, so you have the devil inside of you, too. <laughs> and I feel like there are other ways to say that, but okay. <laughs> um, 
and then he like flames up or whatever and then they run at each other like a like an anime fight <laughs> the effect of ghost rider and his flaming skull was imitated on set by luna wearing a hood fitted with flickering lights that could be adjusted to match different temperature fire for different situations the skull was then produced using CGI, with Luna wearing tracking markers on his face to provide performance reference for these sequences. Flames were also produced digitally. That's so cool. I want to see the hood. Yeah. With the flickering lights. <laughs> Is it just like like a hood, like a hoodie, and then you like attached like LEDs on the outside? Right. I don't know. That's cool, though. I always wonder what like what that looks like in in person like on set yeah <laughs> and then like if they look really silly even better <laughs> <laughs> so may arrives to the warehouse just in time to save colson and mac obviously and then her team infiltrates and takes out every single one of the mob people and then a fucking ghost walks past may are you joking we're getting ghosts now? <laughs> Walks through May. <laughs> Jesus. On the mystical weapon released from the box in the episode, Whedon said, We are introducing a different supernatural element of the MCU, which happens to coincide with the release of Doctor Strange. So that's what's in the box. Something along those lines. On how it will affect May now that she's infected by it, Wen said, you never want May out of control. You don't want her to be paranoid. Whedon added, Truly. You can assume that what happened to those other people might happen to her. It's not good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's like, that's what's in the box. I'm not actually telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Daisy and Robbie continue fighting while Daisy is like, Throwing out who he's killed as though the, as though he's, like, going to be ashamed of himself or something. And she's like, you killed a detective. And Robbie's like, fucking ACAB. <laughs> <laughs> he had blood on his hands. <laughs> um, and then she says, you killed a teacher. And he's like, mm, a pedophile. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with him that, like, people should be murdered. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> In the world of Daisy's... the show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Daisy has, Daisy's killed for less. Hmm? Um... Daisy says that he doesn't get to decide who lives and who dies. And he says, I don't. He does. And then his head turns into the flaming skull. <laughs> um, and he tries to throw like a big metal shelf on her, but she catches it with her powers. Obviously, she's too quick. Um, and then she begs for the Ghost Rider to kill her because she deserves it. And then he says nothing and walks away. And, you know, he's literally now the only person in her life to even insinuate that uh, the shit that Hive made her do was not her fault. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad she met him. <laughs> <laughs> and then also she's literally like lifted cars and shit with her powers. And now she can't she can barely handle a shelf like <laughs> that was 
I, interesting. I guess because she's been using her powers too much, maybe? I guess. But, like, nobody else... Nobody else seems to have that issue where, like, they sh- they aren't allowed to use their powers as much as possible. Yeah. Why is she limited? I don't know. I think... Because Yo-Yo said something about, like, you can't use your powers too much. It's... Or something like that. And I feel like that might be just, like, a thing within humans. That, like, their powers have limits. I guess. I... It is now. That's the yep. rules now, apparently. So, <laughs> I guess we'll go with it. <laughs> um, so the rest of Shield are just living their lives, going about their day. Fitz and Simmons in bed together, watching TV. Fitz Simmons, <laughs> just a little domestic bliss moment, if only for a flash. Oh, I loved it. I love them. I could have literally just watched that for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yo-Yo gets a text of a picture of the Flaming Skull mural. Like, that's gonna help her find the guy? (laughs) Here's what you're looking for. This artist's rendition of a Flaming Skull. (laughs) So Daisy watches from her van. Her van? With her little hula girl dashboard dancer again. I love it. Um, she watches from across the street as Robbie helps his little brother out of a car and into a wheelchair. And then she says, everyone's attached to something and drives off. When Ghost Rider was confirmed to be joining the season at San Diego Comic Con after months of speculation, Gabriel Luna was revealed to be cast in the role. Lorenzo James Henry was later revealed to be cast as his younger brother, Gabe Reyes. I just I confused myself for a second because I was like, they have the same name. (laughs) (laughs) That's the actor. (laughs) Are we ready? Yes, we're ready. And now it's time for the post content content. Colson and May are playing the same game that he and Mac were playing earlier on the Zephyr while waiting to get back to HQ where Colson is going to be in big trouble for his side mission. Colson says it's nice for them to get to just hang out, though, even for a moment. And as he's talking, May starts to hallucinate the same ghostly face on him that the crime boss was seeing on his guys. The Zephyr's haunted. May is haunted. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (sighs) Overall thoughts. Is this really the direction that we're heading? (laughs) Haunted shield. This is so... (laughs) I didn't see that coming at all. I just, like, I don't know. With all of the science and the technology that and, like, everything has some, like, very uh, logical explanation-ish. It's like... <laughs> and, but now there's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just... It's very silly. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. What about you? So I've got a f- 
a couple extra little like fun facts that kind of reiterate things that were established during the episode, but I'll read them anyway. So promotion for the season and its premiere focused heavily on Ghost Rider through promos and viral marketing teasers, with the season promoted as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider. This was later revealed to be the subtitle for the first pod of episodes for the season. Nice. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is finally out of the shadows, and it has a new director because the public still thinks Coulson is dead. Oh my god, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) How long has he been dead now? Two seasons? Yeah, well, no, this is like, this is 2016, and he died in 2012. Oh my god. So, a good four years. Season four. (laughs) Well, that concludes our episode on the season four opener, The Ghost. Woohoo! Next time we'll be covering season four, episode two, Meet the New Boss. So stay tuned for that. Oh, oh my God. Okay, bye! Bye, love you!